Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everybody, it's me, KTP, or Katie Patrick. Either way, I'm joined today by the dog whisperer himself, Mr. David Fiorazzo. Just as a reminder out there, we do have a brand new YouTube channel. It's yes. called Educated. So if you spend some time on the YouTube, please do subscribe to our channel by going actually to stayeducated.org and all you have to do is click on the YouTube button. You know what it looks like, because you're on YouTube all the time. Let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> That's going to take you directly to the right place. Just click on that YouTube button by going to stayeducated.org. Okay, we are going to start with yet another troubling undercover video that's coming from Project Veritas. And this time it's exposing a New York City middle school teacher who admits to changing the words, you know, to the Pledge of Allegiance because it's words are their suggestions. So just change the words to the pledge. And also kids throw some bricks if, if you dare to have other people opposing the views of yourself. So just have, have the kids throw the, throwing bricks she's what, not what she's, is happening yeah what? she's not exaggerating no remember we've told you i mean look back what happened in 2020 how many young people were out, were out there throwing stuff in cities and burning up cars and buildings and stuff but anyway we've told you before that a lot of these kids in this generation they're being brought up through this system that's grooming them to be social justice activists so this story um project veritas thank you for the work james o'keefe and your gang of undercover true journalists, caught this New York City middle school teacher telling students to throw bricks at those with opposing views. Now we've got a few videos, but before we get to them, I have to remind you, the audio can be hard to hear. So uh, please you know, watch the video to fully understand and hear what they're saying. Uh, and just, here's the first one, watch. There's strategic ways to do this. You wanna, um, and I've brought up like crazy, like, organizations that have done this, like, yeah. they chose which places to throw bricks through. Yeah. They chose, and they didn't do it in their own neighborhood. Yeah. They didn't do it to the, you know, to the black and brown community. Yeah. That's, like, doing it to our own community just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You gotta go out to the people who, it's if not directly affecting. Yeah, if you're gonna throw a brick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now don't do this in your neighborhood. <laughs> Go somewhere else so and protest. Can we just point out first, when before we get to brick throwing 101, <laughs> Arian Franco, the teacher who is pictured there, of course is an English teacher. Why are they always English teachers? That's a good question. I, it's the humanities, and as someone who has studied English as in, you know, at the collegiate level and has a degree with English in there. <sighs> it's just so frustrating. But also, why is she not being an English professor? Because then she could just create her own course called Brick Throwing 101, or maybe it would be an upper level Brick, brick Throwing 327. Because then she could openly just teach this to sure. her students. Why not? The university would love it. It would be, you know, she'd be so inclusive because, you know, she wants all of the people involved to make sure you <clears throat> don't throw those bricks in the, you know, black and brown communities. Yeah. Make sure you don't do that. You don't throw it at our own people. Don't do that. But that's what was happening in 2020. Even, every community, I think, 
was an inner city neighborhood or a black community or a big city where they were destroying buildings and dozens and dozens, dozens of black and minority business owners had their buildings wrecked. Some of them burned, some of them didn't have insurance and there were some deaths. But let's go back to this, by the way. Uh, this is part of the series Exposing Liberal Bias in Academia. You ask your question, why is it always English class? I'm thinking, all right, why do they teach racism in math? Why do they teach uh, um, transgenderism in history class? Whatever. So Project Veritas has this, it's called this, The Secret Curriculum. And in this time, they went to the New York City Department of Education and they uncovered this English teacher. And uh, we've got another video. I want you to watch this real quick. Like, my kids, we don't stand up for the parents. Okay. We do the pledge of allegiance every moment. Yeah. No, but we keep on our business. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was a class decision beginning the school year. Yeah. They're not talking about me, so I'm not standing up. Yeah, 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 you yeah. You know? At one point, when I first started challenging it, I had my kids change their way. She claims that she tells her students to kneel down and to add your own words. Oh, of course. Pledge. I mean, I yeah. mean that would, it. that would, you know, oh, we're forced to do the pledge every morning. So if we're forced to do the pledge, why don't we do our own pledge? Because it's all about you, individual out there. You do you, your truth, not ah. the truth. There it is. Your truth. So you do you, you kneel, you uh, make sure you rewrite the pledge to include whatever's happening in your life. That's that, hey, it, it makes sense to me. Yes, I pledge allegiance to pumpkin spice and to, you Katie's, would say that. to Katie's pumpkin to outfit. My pumpkin because outfit. Because I just love orange because of pumpkin. All right, never, never mind. So we, don't worry, we're not done yet. Yeah. There's, there's a whole nother <laughs> yes. video. There's another video. What about those parents? who just get in your way, the ones with the challenging and all, the, you know, the, the whole kneeling with Black Lives Matter and all that. What does she have to say about that? The first thing is to be able to be a critical thinker. Yeah. Challenge your parents. Yeah. Challenge the adults that you meet. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. A I used conversation. To when the BM, like, when the BM, you used to what now? I used to kneel. Kneel. And in kneel the class? Away, but like, yeah, I would the students do it? By the way, the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation is driven by Marxist ideology. The founders and co-founders have million dollar homes. And that first year in 2020 alone, Black Lives Matter raised between 90 and $100 million in donations. Where did that money go? Did it help the inner city people? Did it help any of the people that their lives were destroyed? No. It went into actual homes. What are you talking about, David? Oh, oh yeah. Well, the, founders, the, the, the founders, several homes. homes. That's right. The founder had several homes that that money went directly into. Wow. Uh, the, I, sorry, I am that person. I laughed out loud when she said, I used to kneel for Black Lives Matters. I couldn't kneel all the way down as she's holding on to her soda there. I'm, I'm, yep, she couldn't you do it. You would pick that up. I would pick that up. I'm that person. <laughs> but... It, she says to challenge your parents, challenge the adults. I challenge her. I hope that some of her students see that and say, well, guess what? I'm going to turn it back on you and you provide actual evidence of, of anything of reason of why we should follow what you are saying. Because just like you said, this, is, this stuff has been going on for forever and ever and always at yeah. this point. 
And shouldn't we, if she's saying to challenge the adults in your life, shouldn't be, she be one of those adults who's being challenged? Shouldn't any of her students be able to challenge her? Yeah, on absolutely. Her worldview. So it's about the country you live in and unifying around its founding principles. It's not about you and what you think about the pledge of the Constitution. But anyway, uh, Project Veritas has also exposed several other teachers um, and many more to come of uh, liberal or leftist bias, but still to come uneducated. A Los Angeles school district says calling junk food bad is wrong and promotes a new concept of food neutrality that claims diet culture is based on oppression. Give me a break. That's next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Now, as I said in the last segment, I am that person who notices certain things when it comes to junk food and health and obesity and all that. And so we have the Los Angeles Unified School District adding to that list as well. And, and, and they are basically facing a backlash because they posted a video that says uh, calling junk food bad is, is wrong. How dare you call junk food junk <laughs> or bad um and you know diet culture it is oppression oh take a look woke video alert i got us donuts those are so bad for you oh no are they moldy i mean no, are they no. poisoned Did, are you allergic no i'm just saying mm. you're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again aren't you guilty diet culture fat phobia and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food and it shows up everywhere for instance harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables remember that you do not need to earn food we are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants, or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. Smarter in seconds. Was that was that one talking in a bathroom or where was she was she recording that in the bathtub? Are you are you or, questioning Savage <laughs> Fatty? Is what is that what that name was? Look, oh, everyone, Lord. here's a little. If you're on the internet and you're on a social media and your Instagram or the TikTok or whatever, look at what these people put as their like usernames or their call names because I can I, I think it says everything. We have Black Nutritionist and Savage Fatty giving us the whole idea that um, how dare you think that there's actually 
food that's not good for you. How dare you? How dare, how dare you? How dare you? Greta Thunberg. <laughs> well, the district's human, human Relations and Diversity Department allegedly was the one who posted the video on the Instagram, and that was made by nutritionist Kira Niam Diop and Blair Imani, the creator of the viral web series Smarter in Seconds. And so the video was immediately flagged by the LA Parent Union, who called out the district for posting the video online and Niam Diop's ties to Mandela's International, which I didn't know what it was, but guess what? It's one of the world's largest snack companies. Ah, and uh, they is. urge people to eat without guilt. There's the connection. Okay, here's the thing, David. Here's the thing. <laughs> Do I eat a bag of chips? Absolutely. Did I just have one before we started rolling? Maybe a couple chips? That's okay. Do I eat a donut? For sure I do. But guess what? In moderation. The people that the, the, you can't fat shame anymore, that whole culture has done such harm to our young children all in schools and everything. It's completely flipped everything around that you can't say anything is bad because apparently it's oppression it's oppressive if you say such things well they're they're picking on donuts and and chips and other things i'm thinking what about mcdonald's uh, hello it's it, the, the the number one culprit here it's not the fat it's the sugar but we're not going or off sodium into a health or, lesson but here's my question yeah. to you david yes um <clears throat> based on the video of these these women you know the black nutritionists and all that what would michelle obama say because her, her nutrition program back in the day when all school lunches became inedible because they tasted like cardboard because they had to be with the health, would Michelle Obama come back at these women and say, uh, you shouldn't be pushing this? Or would she be like, oh, uh -oh. no, oh no, fellow black women must, must go along with them. Cognitive dissonance. What? Well, we've got a contradiction do. here. I don't know. I don't um, know. I do want to point out something. You said this earlier. The district's human relations and diversity department. I'm gonna stop. Yes. Hold it. Wait a yes. minute. I gotta get this into my cranium. <laughs> so there's DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So what came first? Did the human relations and diversity department are these separate entities? I think most of what's happening around the nation is they have the human relations department in these big districts, and then they're like, oh no, let's slap on some diversity. So now it's human relations and diversity. That's what's happened to all and of this. The and the DEI is a separate DEI, Yeah, then of course, entity. all of this, they got all the money. Anyway, when we come back, a Christian movie starring Kirk Cameron is surprising many as people are showing up in droves to see it in theaters. We're gonna talk about why that may be the case next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Well, we actually have a good story. Yes. I, I like when we have good stories. Me too. You know, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does, we get real excited around here. So I don't know if you've heard, if you've seen the trailer, we're gonna show it to you in a moment, but there is a movie called Life Mark, and it's a faith-based movie, um, and it got put out into theaters, and as usually tends to happen with the Christian movies, they're in theaters for, you know, two days, maybe a week or whatnot, but uh, it stars Kirk Cameron, 
and has uh, Alex Kendrick as well and uh, Rafael Ruggiero. And it's inspired by a true story. We'll watch the trailer so you can get all the details on it. But it's been extended for another week in theaters because it's doing so well. So take a look at awesome. why it is doing so well. Are you okay with people knowing that you're adopted? Yes. Mostly. Not really. Do you remember asking to see that when you were about eight years old? How old were they? I think she was 18 and he was 17. I honestly had no idea that this many people were wanting to adopt. Imagine how scared she must have been. She was pregnant when she graduated and then the decision to place you for adoption. God, if you're there, please protect him and watch over him. There's a birth mother on the line with a question for you. It must have been the hardest decision of her entire life. Hello? But she loved you. And I'm so glad that she made the choice that she did. I've always wondered if my biological parents think about me. Today's David's 18th birthday. You want to talk to him? I don't think he'd want to talk to me. There's only one way to find out. I guess maybe I didn't want to feel different. You didn't want to be an idiot. No, I didn't want to be different. Different. Okay, good. That's a lot better. God gave you to me and mom as a gift. And you will always be our son. Kudos. Awesome. Great story. Please go see that. Support movies like this. What a great message supporting life. And, and yes. it's based on a true story, which makes it even more of a tearjerker in yep. a good way. Um, and I watched a little side clip where they interviewed the real life people and how they got to go on set and they got to meet, you know, Kirk Cameron and who is playing each person. And it just cool. seems like it, it's the most like probably uplifting, heartwarming story that we've had coming out of anything movie related in a while. So it's definitely worth going to. It does have a PG-13 uh, rating from the Motion Picture Association for thematic elements. Um, because the true story that inspired life mark revolves around the decision a woman makes while in an abortion clinic so uh the movie then obviously shares her experience about that and how she decided to uh go through with adoption um i guess nothing shown or discussed is graphic but as with any movie we do suggest parents watch the movie for themselves to decide what's best for their family now before we go we're gonna have before we go which is up next plus of course david and i have some more fun facts to share stick around we want to hear from you if you have a question or comment for katie david or any of our other show hosts simply visit stayeducated.org that's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air again visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, before we go, Disney has been through the ringer in these past few months. Stocks and revenue are down, and controversy is sky high. So what better way to distract than to pivot audiences to a, to a slate of movie sequels and remakes that seem to be never-ending. We start with a first look at the new live-action remake of The Little Mermaid starring Halle Bailey. So thanks to the ongoing push over hype diversity, the famed red-haired, ivory-skinned Ariel, Ariel is now black. Here's a look at the trailer.
All right, one interesting note to point out is that since the trailer's release, it has been ratioed with more than 1.5 million dislikes, meaning the video has received more dislikes than likes. Katie, would you diss such a trailer, which should tell you a little something about the backlash it may face when it hits theaters next May. Celebrating deliberate diversity casting, Disney. Is there nothing sacred? Is we just come up with a new story? I've said it yeah. a million yeah. times. Just come up with a new story. Yeah. Why are we redoing all of the movies just to appease wokeness? Just come up with a new story. Yeah. From mermaids to witches, Disney is also adding another sequel to its brew as Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy all reprise their roles in Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, it's been 29 years since the first film was released, but the Sanderson sisters from Salem have returned from the dead yet again. Take a look. Candle? We have to get out of here. The witches will be here any second. Ah! The, the book is alive. He woke up? <gasps> we should get some salt. Why? So we taste better when they eat us? I saw a lot of long shots, and when they moved in, there was a lot of makeup on the characters for some reason. But Hocus Pocus 2 arrives this fall on Disney Plus. Katie, are you Hocus Pocus fan? What are you laughing at? I, th a lot I of think makeup? a lot of makeup. Wide shots, long, long shots. shots. The ladies are a little bit older. The Sanderson sisters. Oh, Time gosh. has not done well for them. <laughs> I, Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that you'll randomly see and it's like, oh, you just end up watching it. it it's fine. But why, again, are we making another one? Why? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, movie studios do need write-offs. Mm, so, all right, uh, we're going to wrap up Movie Mania by jumping from Halloween to Christmas. Yay! As everyone's favorite tool man and sleigh runner is coming back just in time for the holidays. Scott Calvin, a.k.a. Chris Kringle, a.k.a. Tim Allen, returns to his beloved role as the Santa Claus for a two-part event in November. Take a look at this. I, Santa Claus, have decided to retire. We have a grief counselor, right? You're interviewing to become Santa Claus. Yes. Can't wait to rub this in Brady's face. All I do is give us your best ho ho ho. Oh, okay, here we go. Ho ho ho, Maha, ho Maha. You see that? I called a little audible there. Anyhow, thanks so much. I sing, by the way. <laughs> no, Brady can sing. That's me. All right, a little debut by Peyton Manning there. Disney's really going back to the good old days with these films, much like Hocus Pocus. The original Santa Claus uh, came down the chimney 28 years ago, by the way. The two-episode premiere of the Santa Claus lands 
on Disney Plus. I hope none of you watch it on November 16th. Katie, you know, um, you know my favorite Christmas movie where mm-hmm. uh, we won't talk about that. Where does the Santa Claus rank on your Christmas list of movies? Top five for sure, possibly really? top three, considering we just watched it wow. <laughs> in September with my son. Because I figured he'd, 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 we'd just put it on. He seemed to like it. He didn't care too much. I'm very excited, though, that since they're doing this, they are putting Bernard, bringing him back. But the fact that you said it was 28 years ago hurts my heart a little bit. I remember when it came out. And also, let's kudos Tim Allen, way to get paid on this one. They kicked you out of Buzz Lightyear or Lightyear or whatever they called it. <laughs> and now you're getting money back for Santa Claus. Yep. Hey, uh, that wraps up this segment. More to come next time. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go quite yet. David and I have a fun fact for you. One oh. each. So you get two fun facts. Cool. What a great day. So today, my fun fact is when I went to Athens, Greece, I was mugged. Great long story. Long story, I can't explain it now, but I was, I was mugged. It could have been a lot worse. I did have a bruised hand from punching a garbage can because I was very upset, but that's okay. The, the picture you saw was me on Santorini. It was a lot happier time. Get out Greece? of Athens, go, go to the islands, have a little bit more fun. It's a little bit happier time. Yeah. You were in Greece. Twice. Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, my fun fact of the day is, as I alluded to earlier, best movie ever. It's a wonderful life. There will be no debate. You may remember these quotes. Each man's life touches so many others. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? How about this one? No man is a failure who has friends. And how about this one? Help me, Clarence. Get me back. I don't care what happens to me. Only get me back to my wife and kids. Pretty good acting job. Eh? Help me, Clarence, please. I want to live again. I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. And, and scene. cut. And cut, cut, yeah. and scene. Is that how it goes? Yeah. It's a wonderful life. It really is. All right. Make sure you smash that like button if you're watching us on social media. And please, again, always do send us your feedback at stayeducated.org. For David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you always for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.